How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Why can't they ship water to the West Coast? Like in big tanks? Well, actually, welcome to episode... <laughs> 219. Because I was like, I feel that's too much of a conversation for us to, to just drop in. A cold like opening that. and not, you know... Yeah, that's true. Welcome that's to... I was going to say to Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yes. You see, this is the new... You thought it was going to be on Disney Plus? No. <laughs> because it's I was actually be reading our... something about Dancing with the Stars that I want to bring up in a second. It's, Welcome it's... to episode 219 of Pero Let Me Tell You, everybody. Can you imagine? Instead of Disney Plus, we're now just going to be on Pero Let Me Tell You. Right. <laughs> They're going to do Dancing with the Stars on audio. Yes. Like, you could hear the footsteps. You thought it was going to be Tyra and Alfonso Ribeiro? No, no, it's going to be us. Wait, Alfonso Ribeiro is hosting now? He's going to be co-hosting. <laughs> so they brought him to save the show, pretty much? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, let's put that... that let's for, table for, that. Because let's, I, I do yes, want yes. to talk about that. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. How... how Long weekend? Long weekend. Everybody's fine. Labor Day? Labor Day? Some of you are listening to us in Orlando and Los Cayos. So does this mean you can't wear white on Tuesday? Uh, what does wearing white after Labor Day really mean? I think it's just one of those, you know, old timey things mm -hmm. where like it probably has to do with, you know, the 
the seasons. So and when like, they mean white, I think like linen. Well, it used to be like, what is it? White shoes. Like you can't wear white shoes because it's like then it becomes all you know muddy and there's Who snow. Wears white shoes anyway. Have you been to Cayocho? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, other than like sneakers and or trainers, right? Trainers, depending where you're from. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, that's it's it's like an old timey yeah, bullshit yeah. thing. It's not a it's not a thing anymore though. Okay, well, well clearly. Right. Um, so welcome everybody. We hope you uh, are have are going to have a great long weekend. Yes, or already having one if you're listening to us in the yes, middle of the long yes. weekend. But da, so yeah. so happy Labor Day, everybody. Yes. I know Labor Day really means symbolic. Well, aside from you know it being the day of the laborer and right. the worker. Um, oh, what a hard word, laborer. <laughs> what a. <laughs> It's a hard word. Um, what was I going to say? I oh, don't know. Sorry. It, it, it means that it's the end of summer for right, right. most people. Symbolic but end of here summer. Here in Florida, that means absolutely nothing. It means that instead of 95 degrees, it'll be 93. Yeah, a cool, brisk a 93. <laughs> a balmy. Degrees. Um, oh. Anyway, no, well, we were talking about water because, you know, it, it's been all over the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret, but it's been all over the news, the massive drought they're having in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. and um, But they usually have a... R- right, no, but they're... No, no, but I usually feel like in the summertime, there's always... Right, but there's a, there's a drought. There is a drought, a, a thousand-year drought. Like, it's the worst drought they've had in a thousand years. Okay. And the drought's been going on for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is that the, um, the water levels at... Um, Hoover Dam and um, and Lake Mead and Lake Powell, all those lakes in the West Coast, mm-hmm. they're so low that, for example, in Hoover Dam and I forget the other name of the dam that's by um, in Arizona, the water level is so low mm-hmm. that if it gets a little bit lower, they're not going to be able to use the turbines to get electricity from from the water because it just can't reach. Because it doesn't have enough pressure. Right, right, right. Right? And the, like, if you look at the the footage they have, mm-hmm. a lot of these lakes are, like, 40, 50 feet under their level. And they're, they were at, like, 40, As 50 feet, like, a few years ago. It's not like the river or the lake went down, now. you know, in the course of 100 years. Right. No, this was in the course of a few years. Okay. And... I know this sounds like a very stupid question, but you know, if we could put satellites in space, I'm sure we can move I, water. What? I mean, I'm I'm serious. It sounds silly. I, I, but I, I would be honest. interested for somebody, maybe out there, a listener who knows about, uh, you know, uh, high hydraulic. No, not hydraulic. Uh, high hydro high, transportation. Yes, <laughs> the movement of water. Yes, how? Um, because here in the East Coast. We have a lot of water. We have flooding. Um, it rains a lot. Isn't isn't there a way that you could transport water from here to the West Coast? I mean, you can transport oil from Canada and, and down a pipeline. And, and barrels. I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I obviously no, no, no. I, I, I we mean, know nothing about this. Right, right, right. But I mean, but, no. There's there's a point there. I actually, for years, I have for years been saying. I know we have desalination technology. Mm-hmm. Why can we not use that to turn ocean water into drinking water? I know this technology exists. Or at least if not even for drinking water, for like other sources for, of water. Okay, for, for, for hydroelectricity, let's say, like what you were saying. Like that I mean, or um, or like maybe uh, 
maintenance, like uh, watering your lawn, the uh, sewers, cleaning, whatever. whatever. Yeah, like, I know this is a thing that can be done. Why is it not being done? Uh, I don't know. Cruises do it. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And I've watched many a video this of cruises. True. Do you know the thing with cruises and, proprietary and poop water? carnival technology. Do you, do you know the, the thing with cruises and poop water? Poop water? Yeah. So no. in a cruise, when you go on a cruise, and I've seen a lot of videos of this because if you guys know, I'm really into ships and ocean life. I mean, I've said that a million times. Many. Um, and so I watch a lot of YouTube. I think I've seen every YouTube video there is about Ocean liners, cruise ships. Like, I know every cruise ship of every line. Like You even know the ones that are coming out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Norwegian Cruise Line just came out with the Norwegian Prima this week. Oh, uh, La Prima. Eh, La Prima. No, eh, um, Royal Caribbean has the Wonder of the Seas, and it's going coming out with the Icon of the Seas. Like, these names are getting more and more like... Okay, it's a little ridiculous. Icon yeah. of the yeah. Seas. Like, okay, sure. Anyway... So, Which just goes to so further, in a ship, further prove my point, guys. Nowadays, anybody's an icon. So you know what's funny? In a ship, so the water from the sewer of the ship, right? right what goes down your toilet, what goes down the, you know, the yeah. trash, it gets processed. And on a cruise ship, they'll show you in the video, like the pipe, mm-hmm. and they'll show you that the water is black. They call it black water, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? And then what I think it's really funny is that it goes through a process okay. where the water is cleaned up. And in every single video where they show you that process, you always, it never fails, has somebody at the end saying, look, now it's crystal clear. It's like, you could drink this water, but right. nobody actually ever does. <laughs> you could, so but I won't. So it's like, okay, cl- okay, you really? <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> drink it. Put your money where your mouth is, damn yeah. it. Speaking of, uh, of water, so today I was at the beach and I had a lovely day at the beach. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad of, you were finally able to get to the beach. Yes, it, it was cut short, but... That's another story for another day. And how long were you there? I was there like an hour and a half. Okay, sometimes that's all you need. And well, sometimes that's better than nothing, yes, and that's all you yes. need. My my favorite time to be on the beach is what I call the magic hour, which is like, like six. six o'clock, like when the sun goes down. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, um, so I'm there, and there there was nobody at the beach today, and this lady who was in the water, not maybe a good 10, 15 feet away from me, mm-hmm. she tells me. ¿A qué hora cierran la playa? <laughs> I was like, what time do they close the beach? How do I even answer that question? Like, Well, there is an answer. It's sundown, yeah. technically, but that's not really enforced. But, but I was like, bueno, no, aquí de verdad no se cierra la playa. Usted puede estar aquí. Lo que, si se está a las 12 de la noche en el agua, right. van a venir a decirte algo. Ah, ok, ok. Si usted eres cubano, <laughs> and which... In Miami, that's not a question that's that an you assumption. get, right? Exactly. Yeah. They're a Cubano. I'm like, see. Sí. And she goes, Ah, yo soy Cubano también, pero esta es mi primera vez en Miami. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, no, did she just get off a raft? No, I'm like trying to figure it out here. She goes, Yo vine de Cuba hace seis años. And I'm like, You came from Cuba six years ago, but you've only, this is your first time in Miami. I'm like, you don't strike me as a Jersey Cuban. And right. Cubans don't migrate to Jersey anymore initially. That's true. Right? Unless there's family. Right. So she's like, no, yo fui de, de, de eh, Cuba a Madrid. Ah, I'm like, ah, so do okay. we in Madrid? So we started talking about Madrid. Right, right, right. and um, So and she lives in Madrid. She lives in Madrid. Okay. Right. And um, how I, I love, I told her, I was like, I love Madrid. It's like one of my favorite cities and whatever. I'm like, do you watch Pasa Palabra? You know? And she's like, yes, yes, whatever. And I was, we was talking about it, Conte Inglés and all that. 
Madrid, you know, banter. But then she said something that really struck me. And she's like, Tu sabes que usted aquí, la gente de Miami, son como una raza, una clase de gente completamente diferente. And I'm like, Sí, yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, porque es una mezcla de cómo ustedes hablan y de la forma que se expresan. Yo sé que es cubana, cubano, pero es diferente, es como muy, like, único. And then I thought that that was a very interesting perspective because here you was somebody who was freshly Cuban, right, 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 not right. Cuban from 50 years ago, freshly right. Cuban. Living in she, Europe. You're living in Europe, right, right. So she's very out of her element and she's here and she thinks it's very, like, unique, right? Because I feel that most people that come from Cuba, even nowadays, they come from Cuba and they start living here right away, so... And they kind of acclimate. Right, and it's a crash course, right? Right, 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 right. right, right. But, but this was a person, you know, looking from the outside... Right, right. ...to a culture that was similar to hers... But not exactly. But not exactly. So it seemed very unique to her. Um, like, she was saying, like... She was saying how she loved the food here. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Mira, yo no te queda comida aquí. Es, es, es riquísima, es todo igual... Es diferente que la de Cuba, pero la de aquí es toda igual. And, and I was thinking... What is that? So it's Because I think that what same? she was trying to say is that the Cuban food here mm -hmm. is a little bit different than the Cuban food over there. Oh, right. But the Cuban food here is Miami Cuban food. And I, and I also think okay. that it probably has to do with the fact that in Cuba, they don't have access to claro. the, uh, the everything. spices, yeah. everything. So they have to inventar. Right, right, And here, I think probably the Cuban cuisine are the classic Cuban cuisines. Right. Which in and of itself has evolved the longer we've right, been Right, it has. Here. But like arroz con frijoles and, uh, you know, and plátano. Sí, pero es el arroz de frijoles de hace cincuenta y pico años atrás. Right. Right. So right. maybe now, you know, maybe they don't have... Uh, Comino to add to it, or like los platanitos maduro, you know, like they don't do it in the same, they fry it in like no, old si, oil. Si lo consiguen, yeah. si lo consiguen, right? So it, it's not like a consistent oh. flavor, right? right? Whereas here, because we have the supplies, right, there is a access. consistent flavor. So I thought that that was really that interesting. interesting. That was, I thought that was really interesting. But you know, but it, I mean, it, it's not inconsistent with what we already know that like Miami. Even if it's, and it's not necessarily true to only Cubans, to whoever, whatever your heritage and background is, it's very unique. It's mm -hmm. it's very its own sort. Hence our T-shirt <laughs> and our accents. Our our T-shirt that ended up in a museum. In a museum. <laughs> Who you knew? Know, white, black, Asian. You know, Native American. Native American. No, they're Miami. They're Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, would you be interested in a T-shirt, ma'am, <laughs> <laughs> to take back home to to Spain? As as if to art visually articulate your point. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I thought that that was interesting. So yeah. that is interesting. That is interesting because it's it's something that I think we've said before. To your point. Miami, the Cuban culture that we have here is the Cuban culture tinged with nostalgia. Yeah. And so it is a Cuban and, culture and that layered, doesn't, doesn't really exist layered with American, with American, American customs. Right. Yeah. So it's it's it started off with a Cuban culture that hasn't existed for decades. And then we're going to layer on a right. whole other country. Right. Yeah. Huh. Because, for example, Ventanita culture. Yeah. I mean, this is an honest question. Do they have ventanitas in Cuba? I genuinely don't know. I want to say maybe, just because that seems like a like a bodeguita type of thing. Like you know, maybe, but 
probably not to the but extent that, that we do. The culture is a very Miami thing, and I told. Right. I, I think I even said it here on one of our shows. I remember when I was when I realized that I'm like, oh my god, like they don't have ventanitas anywhere else. Right. It is solely a my, but it's something I had never stopped to think about because you just never because you take it for granted. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. So right. I remember when the Starbucks here in the Gables. That's right. That was like the only Starbucks with a ventanita. Without ventanita. I think it was then. That was like ventanita, ventanita. ventanita. Like yeah. Wait, I'm like, wait, they don't have ventanitas. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing. But the, but then it also has to do the, the ventanita culture thing is very interesting because ventanitas, if you think about it, where wherever you get Cuban coffee, it's not a coffee shop. No, it's a cafeteria. It's una cafeteria, a bakery, a restaurant right, 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 that right, has right. a ventanita. Just so you can go get your coffee, right. your so pastelitos. So it's not like yeah. a Starbucks or a, yes, the culture is different. Or caribou coffee from the Midwest, or a, a Bigsby, Big B coffee that they right. have in Michigan. Um, it, it's not a coffee house or a, a coffee house, right? A a coffee, 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 coffee bean and tea. Yeah. Or del cielo, pasión del cielo. Right. It's not a coffee house. No, it's literally a window where you can in, get coffee. Where you could get coffee and croquetas and other right, big right, right, right. But you could get co- coffee. Right. But it's something else. Right. You can hang out there. Right. But it's not I really mean, there just, for you to hang but out. But just think about is there a Cuban coffee house in Miami? There isn't. That doesn't exist. Right. But isn't that should we open one? But isn't <laughs> that like a bit of a mind F? That Cuban coffee, which is something a, so prevalent right. in the culture, There's and obviously there is a market for coffee houses. There isn't a Cuban coffee house. Okay, pero tú te imaginas a Cuban coffee house. Los viejos nunca se van. No, 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 <laughs> no. That will not be a coffee house that you will be going for the Wi-Fi to study for your finals. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, forget it. Nobody will ever leave. It'll be always loud. They will not sell Joni Mitchell CDs. No, you won't have a white girl with purple hair. No, <laughs> no, no. You might have a vieja with blue hair. Yes, but not yes. a girl with not a twenty yes. something with purple. And hair. And you no. have a Unaki who just came from Cuba. Yes, yes, yes. Right, and that's as authentic as it gets. Let's just open one up. Let's. Right. You know, we've got. We've only got one other side hustle. Let's add another yeah. one. But <laughs> but isn't that a total like? Because I, again, I I I just yeah. I guess it comes down to how we consume coffee. Right. It's on the go. It's not it's, a, let's it's a well, it's also a shot. Right. But it's not because if you could think about it, when you when you go to a Vendanita, a lot of times you you you're there for a while talking. Well, other people, because you know, I don't drink coffee. Right. But I see other yeah, near mortals. <laughs> um so there is that exchange that you would have in a coffee shop. But it's different. But it's different. Right. Because it's not like let's sit down to have Cuban coffee. Does Cuban coffee taste better when you're standing up? I think it allows us to use our hands more. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, and there could be not only Cuban, like the traditional Cuban coffee shot. There could be cafe con leche. Claro. You know, all that. But there don't, is. Don't it. order cafe con leche after 10 o'clock at La Palma. <laughs> well, we know <laughs> what happened. We've, we've I think about it. And it's there, personally. right? Because instead of baked goods, you got a pastelito, croquetas, churros. I mean, it's made for a coffee house type experience if yes. you think about it. Yes. Instead of, you know, some new wave, you know, whatever music, you have salsa playing in the background. Okay, even like at Vicky bakeries that have, you know, the little tables for you to sit inside, very rarely are people there aside from when they're waiting for their order. Right. You sit down when you get your order, agarra y te va. Right. 
but there's not a Cuban coffee house. That concept doesn't exist with Cuban coffee houses. Huh. All right. All right, listeners. We're, we're putting that to you guys. Isn't that? I'm telling you. If anybody photo, knows of one. Let us know. Let I mean, us know. I, I could be... We could be wrong. We could be wrong. I, I mean, I haven't. I, haven't been, I think I, we would have heard by of one by now. I think so too. I mean, we don't. We haven't been everywhere in the, the Cuban, world. The Cuban coffee company shoppy. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no shoppy. No, no shoppy. No shoppy. You know that I I've always thought. El rinconcito de café. There we go. I've always thought, and this is shifting to something else, that you know when we were talking about the employees of mm-hmm. um of the our Cuban coffee shop, our yeah, yeah. fake Cuban coffee shop. I've always thought that that is that is the reason why in Miami City proper mm-hmm. or unincorporated Dade City proper we don't have a Cracker Barrel. Oh yeah, you've said this before. We have one. What's the closest one in in, in Homestead? In, in there's, one in, there's one in Homestead and there's one in Pembroke Pines or Broward. Okay, Broward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another world. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no. But I was saying those are the two. That's closest. the one I used to go to. Yeah. Um, and then there's one in Homestead, which I've been to too. But that's Homestead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, another yeah, yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Because think about it. If you go to a Cracker Barrel, and you Navi, hola, why, eh, welcome to Cracker Barrel, and you Navi's taking your order. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the. Y Mirta, come, I'll give you a Mirta. Ay, ay, mijo, ¿qué tú quieres? ¿Tú quieres qué? Una, un, un sweet tea. Una manzana frita, pero ¿quién come eso? Una manzana frita, ay, ay. Yo no entiendo este menú. <laughs> Esta gente que viene aquí a comer okra frita. Todo el mundo aquí, y, lo único y, que comen es harina con mantequilla. Y le echan una salsa ahí blancucha <ríe> arriba de ¿Que los, eso no tiene sabor los a nada? pares. Que, uh. Eso le, lo que hace es le quita el sabor a la I comida. I mean, listen, I would totally go to that Cracker Barrel. I want this to happen just for us to go see it. <ríe> yes, I totally would go to that Cracker Can Barrel. Can we start a GoFundMe just to start <ríe> yes. this? And I wonder what Mita and the other cast of characters <ríe> would think of the general store. <ríe> like, oh. <ríe> I'm sure they'd have opinions about Reba <laughs> Mekantayar. <laughs> Mira esta vela, Yankee Candle. <laughs> Ay, mira, oh, Gladys. Oh, the penny candy. Gladys, qué rico, mira. <laughs> Olor a jonjolí. <laughs> it will be... Let me tell you something. I want this Cracker Barrel to happen. You know what? I think it should be in Flagler. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to broaden the scope of this and I'm going to say Ms. Jenny Lorenzo if you are listening feel free to take this run with it make it a sketch all we ask is that we be tagged yes. that's it just run with it I mean I'm I, I guess I want to go to this Cracker Barrel I mean in my mind it's playing right now and it's freaking awesome oh for sure because you know how we always say of like Especially older Cuban women that work in service, they're always like they've had it. They're, they're, they've done everything already. I, they're done. Yeah. Can you imagine like a Mirta coming to take your order and you have some white kid be like, "Yes, I want the biscuits and gravy with the chicken dumplings." Tú sabes que comete ahí un pollo menos cospe, poco cocinado, patiseco, patiseco, con una cosa así de harina ni cocinada en el medio. Yo no entiendo las cosas que come esta gente. Es un porro. <laughs> yes, the dumplings, the chicken and dumplings, ma'am. Hi. And you know what? 
más tarde o más temprano, because I'm sure there are franchises, flan will make its way to the menu. Somehow, yes. Somehow there will be a and flan on that menu. Caramel cr- uh, custard. Uh-huh, caramel custard, <laughs> but it's a flan. It's Don't a let flan. it fool you. Don't let it fool you. It's also a flan. Can you imagine Minta bringing the basic? It's like, pan seco. It's like pan cubano con mantequilla. Una tostada rica. It's pan seco, which, you know... To me, the biscuits from Cracker Barrel are holy. It's like, oh, man. They are good. They that, are, that... Actually, you know what? If you're ever, I'm, I'm going to give a shameless plug right now. If you're ever in Broward, go to... Um, it's it's a little spot, totally tiny little spot called Yo Mama's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's actually owned by someone we went to middle school and high school with. Oh, yeah? By uh, with Kim Parks. Really? Yes. It's, it's, it's a small little like counter service only thing. It's her and her husband. And he makes everything from scratch. And I went there this past Sunday. The his biscuit. Oh, have, we gotta try that. Have the breast the, the breakfast sandwich or whatever. That biscuit was <laughs> insane. No, and then he has the gall to tell me he's like, "Oh, I don't think that was like a good biscuit. I don't know. I wasn't happy with it." I'm like, "Okay, well, if you weren't happy with this one, then I need Good to come back and have the, the mind blowing one." Oh, yeah. we should totally go. Yeah. Um. Bueno, this Cracker Barrel will have a ventanita. <laughs> That's It'll be true. the first Cracker Barrel with, with a ventanita. Can you imagine in that franchise meaning? Hi, yes. We want... <laughs> These want, are our list of demands. Yes. You want to open up a ven, ven, veninita? <laughs> ven, <ventani>? Venice? <laughs> Venetian? What are you venting? Venetian? <laughs> this is... Ma'am, this is an all-American <laughs> restaurant and country store, ma'am. No, no. You know, you know where Mirta and the gang of characters where they would feel at home in the Cracker Barrel, and Los Sillones and Potan. Oh, you know what? No, we gotta get rid of them. We gotta get rid of them because those breaks are gonna go on way too long. Yeah. Ahí Mirta and the cast of characters like, ay, tú, tú viste los sillones que tienen en el portal. Es tan cómodo. Eso sí que está cómodo. Es tan cómodo que después de un rato me levanto y me tiene las nalgas aplastadas. Pero eso está riquísimo. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're making this happen. We're making this happen. Yeah. We're, cracker, gonna, cracker. we're gonna figure out how to make barrita and, galleta. I, and we should do it in like Flagler, like fla- the Flagami area. Like Flagler y la cincuenta y pico. Like, hey, Seth, Burger Beast. Yes. You know people. You Let's know make people. this happen. Let us know how we can make this happen for sure. Cracker Barrel, Flagler. Oh barrita de galleta. La barrita de galleta. <laughs> No, not galletica because galletica is cookies. Right, no. De, Ga- de galleta. De galleta de soda. De no, galleta. Right? Oh, and it could be sponsored by Gilda. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you totally mess with the menu. It's... Actually, you know what? I don't think I've ever had a cracker at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you could totally mess with the menu. Have fl- eh, batido de trigo. <laughs> We have a special uh, menu. It's the, we have the Cuban well, the, the ethnic no, menu. No, the Cubano corner. The Cubano. Because that's what it would be the Cuba- will call it. Yes, the, the Cubano, Cubano corner. corner. Yes. <laughs> that's where you have the flung, the the batidos. And a we, Cuban sandwich and a, on Cuban, a biscuit. And a Cubano. A Cubano on a biscuit. On a biscuit. <laughs> I would eat the fuck out of that. I would call it I would call it the Cuban American. <laughs> Oh yeah, Danny and Rose are from Sandwich. Make this You're happen. sleeping on this, kid. We are giving Danny everyone Rose ideas from Sandwich. Today. For the 4th of July, you could have a Cuban-American sandwich, which is the inside of a Cuban sandwich on a biscuit. Dale, let's call it. Oh, oh my god, we got, I'm texting them right now. Oh, I'm that like, sounds yummy, though. That sounds so good. <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> and I'm picturing it with, like, honey butter. Yeah, of course. Right, instead of just regular butter. Yes, it'll yeah. go great with, like, the saltiness of the pork in the hand. Yes. We have so many good ideas on our show. Yes. 
that's why we are as Mamacita Rica, Lucy Lopez. We say creatives. That's true. We are. We, we just are. created a sandwich. We just, cre- we just created a sub franchise for the Cracker Barrel <laughs> on air live. So yeah. Ish here with a great new zero waste refill delivery service. Que lo tiene todo. Pantry items, personal care items, cleaning products, even some of your local faves, usually only found at the farmer's market. So what's this delivery service changing how you do groceries while helping save the planet? It's called The Rounds, and they're making deliveries in Miami. Philadelphia, Atlanta, and DC. They're like a modern-day milkman. Bueno, if the milkman doubled as an undercover eco-warrior. Most items, from almonds to pasta to dish soap, come in reusable containers. Once you're done, you just leave your empties in your tote bag outside your door, and the rounds picks up your empties, washes, and reuses them, helping reduce those single-use plastics that are choking our landfills. And what's better than stocking your home while helping the environment and local businesses with the rounds? Uh, how about getting 15% off your first order? That's right. Visit therounds.co, click join now, and use promo code PERO for 15% off todo in your order. Even if you order every item. Así que, what are you waiting for? Head over to therounds.co to save 15% using promo code PERO on your first order. Sustainable, zero waste, delivered to your door, and 15% off. What more could you ask for? Start making the rounds today. Okay, moving right along. Oh, God, you go move along because i got to compose myself. <laughs> this, is this is great. Okay, so we, we were talking about Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yes, yes, Dancing with the Stars, yeah. When we first... So it's, it's coming back, I think, next week. Okay, um, so on, I on read Disney today <clears throat> the list of celebrities. Have they confirmed it yet? Because I know there's a lot of... like. Yes, some, they have. They everybody's have. been confirmed? I have the list in front of me. Okay, great. When the... Well, actually, he's on it. Okay, I was going to say... The biggest star is Jordan Sparks. Oh, really? I thought it was Wayne Brady. But no, no, no. Actually, Wayne Brady just popped up. So I will give it to Wayne Brady. Okay. That's about it. So it's Wayne Brady, Jordan Sparks. That's about it. Everybody else is like, okay. So here, who, here's who we have. <laughs> Let's run so, down this so list. So we have Charlie D'Amelio and her mother. She's a TikTok star. And her mother's just her mother. Her mother. So they're on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Okay, we have Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady's legit a star. I mean, he's an Emmy winner, yeah. Yeah. And we have Jordan Sparks. Jordan Sparks, I mean... She had hits. She had hits, so she... Right. Yeah. Then we have this guy... I mean, when I read it, I knew who he was, but I didn't know him by name. Colton Underwood. Wait, that name sounds familiar. That's The Bachelor that came out. Oh. Okay, so him. Then we have... Well, there's always a Bachelor, Bachelorette. We have Robert Irwin. Oh, Steve Irwin's son? Yeah, son. Well, Bindi was on it. Okay, we have Joseph Baena. Do you know who Joseph Baena is? Spell that last name. Baena, B-A-E-N-A. Joseph Baena is Arnold Schwarzenegger's son with a maid. Oh, okay. That's... That's a qualifier now. That, and I'm reading here, because I was thinking, okay, well, maybe he's done, I don't know, some movies or something. Or something that we haven't heard about. No. No, he hasn't. He's into bodybuilding. That's it. 
Then we have Dr. Dr. Jennifer Ashton. I know who she is. She's from Good Morning America. She was the doctor that gave a lot of updates about COVID when it first started happening. And she was on The View. She's on it. Okay. We have Daniel Durant. Um, he was in a movie. He was in the movie Coda. Oh, okay. Well, but that was a movie that just won the Academy Award. Okay. So I'm saying at least he's in an Academy Award winning movie. Okay, I guess. We have Sutton Strack. Who is a member of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Okay, I I don't know who she is, but but there's always a housewife. Real Housewives. Spencer Boldman. I have no idea who he is. He was. Oh, I know who he is. He was he was on a Disney Channel show. Yes, and that's it. I mean, we're really at the bottom of the barrel here. Wow. I think next season it's us. Yeah. You know what? At the rate that they're going, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, look at my next season. Will be honestly, on YouTube. if I was Wayne Brady, I'd be like. This is the cast that I'm in. Yeah, and he's good. Like I'm just gonna say, like, Wayne right? But aside so from the, you no, know, he is good, and we everybody but loves like, Wayne. No, Brady. no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, he's gonna, he's just gonna clean up. Right. Everybody loves Wayne Brady, but I'd be like, who, who the, f- like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Because I feel that like Dancing with the Stars. Okay, yes, from the very beginning, it was not A-list people, but it's people that. At one moment in time in their career, were either huge. were A-list, right. were huge, had something Pop culture relevance. Right. At some point. Right. right. That you knew who they were, even right. if you hadn't seen them in right. 20 right. years. Right. Right. But now, it's like, pero quien son esta gente? Like, again, when the... I mean, Wayne Brady is a star, When, but when your biggest... <clears throat> Stars Wayne Brady and Jordan Sparks and everybody else is kind of like who the hell yeah, are these because people? We're, we're not even talking about it's Wayne Brady Jordan Sparks and then there's a B level and a C level it's just Wayne Brady Jordan Sparks and then just yeah it's a cliff yeah right like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son yeah I mean I don't even I I mean I look I get that at the end of the day the casting directors are at the mercy of who says yes. <laughs> You know, that's another, it, that's just the reality. But, I, dude, pony up some money. I know that the subscription for Disney Plus ain't that cheap. I, I mean, I feel that Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> and, and I, I I watched Dancing with the Stars in, in its heyday and it, in its peaks. I watched it for several years. Yeah. Now I, I watch mean, based so on Don't you remember, it. I had a whole vote for Candace Cameron. You did? You know, campaign that you I would, I would text every, every Here's everybody. the number, here's the number, here's the number. Vote, 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 vote. vote. I think that we got her into the finale, right? <laughs> You're um, welcome, Candace. And especially at that time, because when Candace was on Dancing with the Stars, it was years before the Full House. I was like, going to say it was pre Fuller House. It was way. It was yeah, years yeah. before Fuller House. So she was still kind of in that dormant <laughs> stage, and she hadn't really taken off yet doing the Hallmark movies. She was in the nostalgia she, phase she, of her she career. She was sort of starting to do the the, the Hallmark, the, the Hallmark, the movies. Tea Garden, but yeah. her. Her her stock hadn't risen to what then it went up again. Right, she right? hadn't been on the View yet. She right. hadn't. So that's right. why I was like, vote this Cameron. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I feel that this show. It's like, okay, that's it. Put it out of its misery. Like I know they renewed it for two seasons on Disney Plus, but the thing is with them is that you know that they run like two seasons back to back. So maybe as of next summer, there will be no more dancing with them. Again, I would say, I, I the fact that they shifted it to Disney Plus to me is telling. Because it means, let's move it somewhere that we can control the numbers a little more. Uh, in t- you know, because if you're on network TV, network TV, the ratings are the ratings, right? Mm-hmm. And to your point, <clears throat> based on this cast, I have to wonder, do they even care? 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You know, yeah. it's... Bring it, back Tom. I... We're not going to get into the Tyra of it all again because I. But it's I not even like Tyra because I don't have the energy for it. But it's but, not even like Tyra. It's but like, the thing is that they thought that. But, but they thought that the problem was the host. Like that's the thing is like they replaced him because like oh we have to freshen. Okay, great. You have to freshen up the format a little bit. I get it. Was it. Thirty. It's thirty seasons. He did, which is probably fifteen years because they do two a year. Right. It is fifteen years. Right. Right. So, I mean, no, it's seventeen years. It started in two thousand five. Oh, they didn't do two every year. Right. right, right. So. I mean, he carried it for twenty for right. fifteen years. But again, people are not tuning in or tuning out because, because of, of the Tom or Tyre. It's not because of the host. It's because of who's on the show. If you have yeah. people that if you have names that people want to see, they will come. If you have people like, Hi, I'm on TikTok and I'm her mother. Esa no es la mujer que estaba besando I, el tipo okay, at the I, I also feel that Like who and cares? I, and I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong on this. I feel that... Da- okay. I I get why they would want to put in a TikTok star, a, a Disney star. You need younger Because it brings viewers. in a younger audience. Fine. But I feel that Dancing with the Star skews older. Yes, but you always want to have that person there to try and bring in the younger viewer. I guess. But are 14-year-olds really watching Dancing with the Stars and voting Probably not. Probably not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you on that part, but I'm saying from a from a marketing perspective, I understand the reasoning. No, I get it. They're you not going to bring. They're going to. They're not going to have a cast of you know old sitcom stars from the '80s. You know, because it's uh, only going to be us. <laughs> you know, um, but again, like I feel that that I feel that dan- the dancing with the stars, um, and I could be completely off. The Dancing with the Stars audience is Kathy from the Midwest. Yeah, it tends to skew older. Yeah, Kathy from the Midwest. The youngest, you, the, the youngest age is probably the youngest median age is probably thirty-five. Yeah, I mean, again, I could be totally wrong. No, you're not. Probably but wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, again, I think it's like I I it, it was good. It was good while it it lasted. We have some awesome moments, but it's like put it out of its misery. But because... that's also one of those things that like it, it, they need to. They need to almost determine, I would say, if next season is going to be the last season, they need to go into it knowing it's the last season and go out and get as much star power as they can. You know what I mean? Like, go out with a bang. Because it would really suck for, like, next season for them to be like, you know, it's the all TikTok version of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And then it's the last season. I mean, for God's sake, you know, if you're going to put TikTok stars, put hosts of, like, Home Shopping Network and QVC. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> That would be great. You know what would actually be interesting is if they did like a, again, if we had control of things, you know, do like an all 
you know, old sitcoms cast, right? But then you split the dance floor into two teams where you have the co-stars, the co-stars are competing against each other mm. every week. Honestly, if they have another season after this, I would just rig it. I'll bring back Sabrina Ryan and be like, Sabrina Ryan, now that the show is going off the air, we're going to give you the damn mirror ball one way or another. I mean, for those, of you, for those of you, I mean, if you don't care about Dancing with the Stars, this whole conversation has been a total waste of time. But... Um, if you do, and you've watched Dancing with the Stars, so Sabrina Ryan was this girl who was, she was she's on the che- Disney she Channel. She was a cheetah girl. She was a cheetah girl. She's been one of the few people that like, week one, I think she was season six or seven. Yeah, she was very Week very one, the first week, the judges were like, we don't know what to do with you, because she was amazing. She was like yeah. a professional. She killed it the first week. But for some reason or not, she always used to get straight tens, 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 yeah. tens, in all her... Um, in all her performances. dance performances. But for one reason or another, she didn't bring in the numbers. Right. Yeah. She didn't bring in the votes because she was like a well, cheetah girl from the di- from Disney. Again. what you're saying. Are 14, 15-year-olds really watching really? Dancing with the Stars? Dancing with the right. Stars and voting. Right, right, right. right. Uh, because I could see them maybe, if they're a fan of hers, like, oh, I'm going to go watch her, the cheetah girl. Or watching it the next day. Or the next day or one week. But like, right. are they really going to sit down every week right, to watch right. Dancing with the Stars? Because it's And vote. Right, and vote. So she got voted off like week six and everybody was like, oh my God, like she was like the best dancer on yeah. there and she got voted off. So then a few years later, she they had like a Dancing with the Stars All-Stars where they brought up, you know, people that hadn't won but were really good and they brought her again. And she was killing it from week one, straight 10, nope. straight 10. <laughs> week six again, out. Gone. And it's like, give the girl a damn mirror ball. Like, <laughs> Maybe they sent her one as like a little Christmas ornament. Yeah. I think one of the worst I think the worst contestant they have had was Kate Gosselin. Well, yes, I was And say. I think one of the worst ones was Kim Kardashian. I don't even remember Kim. She Kim, was she was very early on in the season. She was she was early on but not that early on. She was like season 6 or 7. That's what I mean. Yeah, but like it was already like an established <laughs> franchise at that right. point. And she was awful. Really? She was awful. She was you could tell she was very uncomfortable in the camera. And then there was Misha Barton. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, but let's move on. Uh, we're going to move on because I, I could talk for three hours about Misha Barton and Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Enough about oh, Dancing with the Stars. Lord. Uh, but yeah, seriously, guys, let's start a campaign. We should be on next season. Yeah. Total at this point. You know what? I've told you that, like, when they have really bad people that are from, like, iconic whatever's mm-hmm. it's like i've noticed that like the first week like billy d williams oh, first star week wars. star wars Done. because you're not gonna be here for week two like <laughs> yeah let's just get it out of the way we love you but we know the reality is the reality just get it out of the way yeah. uh it's so funny did you hear about what happened on southwest airlines <laughs> no but i'm interested <laughs> to know now did somebody bring a really weird questionable support animal no so apparently on Southwest Airlines, uh, I think it was like this past week, somebody started airdropping like on their phone. Because I know you don't have an Apple. No, but I know what but, airdrop okay, is. Okay, does Android have a similar? Yeah, you could upload to the Google Cloud or whatever. Okay, and then it just kind of, well, <laughs> if you have your phone open to airdrop, people can literally just airdrop you pictures, whether you know them or not. Because there's a setting that says, you know, only accept from contacts or not or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. This guy airdropped pictures of his junk to a whole bunch of people on Southwest Airlines. Who were on the plane with him? Yeah. Well. 
Well, 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 well. Happy landings to you. <laughs> I don't have much more to say Can about this story. When they, when they were like, when they landed and the, all the phones go ding. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. I'm totally picturing like everybody just be like, bling, 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 bling. And just like dogs did coming show, up. Did it show him? According to the article, well, I don't know if it showed him, but it showed him. Right, well, because it, <laughs> if it just showed the junk, I mean, they don't know. Yeah, well, again, I don't know if it, yeah, I, I, I guess there's no way. Well, I guess they could identify him if they trace back the airdrop. Right, no, but I'm talking about La Pena, you know what I mean? Like, Pena Kevi, because he, no, he did it on purpose. Oh, he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose, of course. Nobody airdrops, like, a dick pic, you know, accidentally. Well, maybe they wanted to airdrop it to a contact. I don't know. I don't have airdrop, so. <laughs> you don't know how it works. Oh. I honestly, I don't have much more to say about that story. I just thought it was like, wow. As if flying on Southwest Airlines wasn't, you know, Do you know difficult that I enough. never flown Southwest? Isn't that what you flew back from Vegas? No, me he though. When I flew back with Spirit Air. Okay, so people, <laughs> this was really funny. So, <clears throat> when, I for some reason thought it was Southwest. So, a few years ago, we went to Vegas, and I don't know what happened that I did not book my my uh, plane ticket going over there and coming back together. So, like, literally the day before we were supposed to leave, I'm like, oh, let me check the confirmation of my flight, and I'm like. I don't have my confirmation. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, my, my confirmation of my return flight. But I'm like, where's my confirmation? I had never booked. <laughs> but I flew there in JetBlue. We love JetBlue. Yeah, yeah. But coming back, I flew Spirit. And I had never flown Spirit 2.0. Because I flew Spirit when, you were in when Michigan, I was in Michigan. Right, right. And back then, it was like JetBlue. Yeah, yeah. It was, I never had a problem with Spirit. Mostly, I, I flew Spirit all the time to New York, yeah. Never. But I didn't, I, I didn't know that they had... Well, I had heard that they had changed their model. Right? That yes. now it's like that, budget. That, like, that's one way to put it. It was like really budget. So I remember walking in there. And I'm like, estos asientos son plásticos. This is not your standard... You know, airline. It's like uh, it's like a folding chair almost. It's a plástico. There is there aren't even like arm handles. Like whatever. It was so uncomfortable. I had one whole butt cheek like outside of the seat because the seat is like you know six centimeters wide. I remember it was such a long flight. You know, it's from it's Vegas from, here, yeah, so it's five five and a half hours. That I listened to the same song on repeat for five hours so I could be disoriented about time in, t in terms of time because you know I was in and out of sleep and so, it was always the same song so you didn't know if it was 10 minutes or 10 right, hours right, right right on the loop and it worked <laughs> that's how bad my that's how bad my spirit experience was wow. that I was like I need to trick my mind because I'm not gonna make it for five hours like I'm not gonna make it I, I'll never forget that on that flight you know you're sardines in a can. Yeah. I mean, you really are. And all, you know, because it's spirit, everybody, you, well, you have to pay for even the overhead bin. Oh, yeah. But, they're, they're... but it's much, much cheaper than checking in a proper luggage. So those overhead bins were like packed. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I and I remember one of the last guys to get on the, <laughs> on the plane. And he was all happy. He had a great time in Vegas. He was coming in with one of those Fat Tuesday like drinks. That those are, long. Those long yeah. things that are like five feet tall. Right, right. Or I'm like, and I remember thinking like, 
<laughs> where are you going to put that? <laughs> and him thinking, oh, I'm going to put it in the overhead compartment. No, you're overhead not. compartment. I you know got even a filet, let alone that thing. And I remember he carried that thing when I was in and out of consciousness. He was carrying that thing between his legs. The entire flight. The entire flight. I hope he was also in and out of consciousness. Because <laughs> if not, that would have really sucked for him. So, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe mm. I needed to get something in my airdrop to like <laughs> maybe. So it turns out actually that it was um it was actually done before the flight even took off. They were going to Cabo, and so the guy did it like twice. Oh, the guy wanted attention. Well, no, clearly you don't send a dick pic. You know if you're trying to be subtle. That okay. But that's weird because at the same time, it's like if it didn't show his face, like he wasn't going to get personal attention, right? But, he, you know, it's like when a serial killer kills somebody, they know. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a horrible comparison, but, you know, they know what they did. They know that is causing people to be uncomfortable. Wow. That was a that was a very big jump, so. Yes, it was. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so, get my mind the ending. Uh, well, how do we follow up a dick pic? Um, so... <laughs> Buttercream? Buttercream? Really? <laughs> Dick pic buttercream? There's never a wrong time for buttercream. That's true. That's true. So, did you hear about the, the new um, Miami-Dade home assistance plan? I have, but let's talk about it. Leave me. All right. Actually, you know what? That's... Damn it. I thought I had notes on it, and now I can't find them. This is live podcasting. This is live podcasting. Welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. I am your host, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> While uh, Ishmael is Ishmael's going through the guy's dick pic I'm from his airdrop. <laughs> right. Ishmael was on that flight. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, there was so many airdrops on my phone. It's just ridiculous. Why didn't I delete them, you ask? Better not to ask. So um, this week, the Miami-Dade County Mayor, uh, Daniela Levin-Cava, Proposed that the county is going to spend $85 million to help struggling homeowners pay their mortgages and related expenses, as well as provide incentives to developers to build homes for local workers and lower income families. So it's part of um, what they used to call I think, the Building Blocks Program. Yes. And it's using uh, $13.4 million in federal fundings for emergency rental assistance. So I'm assuming that out of that $85 million, $13.4 is coming from this. Um, you know, what I find interesting is that it's it's one of those, okay, everybody can apply, but 15,000 households will be chosen. So it's like, I mean, that's a lot of money for 15,000 households. How much that it's costing? Yeah. Well, 15,000 households is a lot. I guess, yeah. I just yeah. don't think about it in terms, yeah. Yeah, because you're talking about 15,000 units. That's true, and that's probably even more people because right. it's just households. Yeah, you're right. Um, look, I <laughs> I take all these great ideas with caution because the problem <laughs> is that ideas are free, <laughs> and I, and I really like Daniela Levinkava. Um, I think that so many times in the past, and this is true of every city, um, but here in Miami. Uh, Billy Corbin actually says something that's very true. Uh, in the 80s, drug lords used to own, you could say, the Miami government, like local government, the commissioners and all that. They had them in their pocket. And now it's not Los Marimbero anymore. It's developers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's fair. Developers do what they want. They build what they want. And so many times... 
you know, I actually follow these things because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I love uh, topics that have to do with like architecture and construction and, right. and all these projects. I just, uh, nerd reasons, I follow, I've always followed these things. And so many times when you hear like, oh, this big uh, construction company or this big contractor um, um, is going to build this uh, huge development and it's going to be a mixed-use development, blah, 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 blah. And 20% of it is going to be, you know, um, public housing or affordable housing, blah, 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 blah. Right? When the plan is released, it's always like, oh, wow, 20, 25% of it. Great. But somehow... By the From time the that announcement. it's finished, right? It's like, oh no, we only built like you know twenty units, right? Right? Like, what do you right? So, with these type of things, I mean, obviously the intention is great; it's very well needed. You have to proceed with caution because then, uh, you know, the number that you gave that the fifteen thousand households mm-hmm. are going to cost. Um, yeah, it's eighty five million. Eighty five million. I could just see two years down the line. Oh, the the with the cost of inflation and with the cost of lumber and the cost of this. Right, right. It, everything skyrocketed. So we couldn't build fifteen thousand. We could only build four thousand. Right, right, right. So it's like okay, so you technically did do something. Right, every little bit helps. Fine, but you didn't do what was sold, like what was sold to the public. Right. right. And the thing is that this happens time and after time after time after time. So obviously I hope that um, that does come through. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they can build those 15,000 units or or households right. uh, because they, they really do need it. And I mean, we've talked about this on the show a hundred times. I, I just, if, if property values continue to go up and rental values continue to go up and we're not talking about rentals for like, you know, a four or five bedroom house. We're talking about a one bedroom apartment. If they continue to go a up, one bedroom apartment and efficiency. And efficiency. If they continue to go up, like I don't know where this is going to end because you're talking about a city that this is not as much as you know Miami Tech Bro Mayor Francis Suarez <laughs> uh, wants you know this to be Silicon Valley. Right. It's not. It's not. At least not yet. And the majority of people here work in the service sector. And in the service, you know, industry, right. and these are not high-paying jobs. Right. So, you know, yeah. well, I mean, they should just do what Marco Rubio did and write a book. Oh yes, I I actually saw that live. I mean, that's that's what we should we should just write books, right? So let's all write a book. So earlier this week, you know, Marco Rubio was sitting down with Jim Defeaty, and um, <laughs> he. He was talking about like talking student, about the student loan student forgiveness. loans and how he was against the forgiveness and you know that he graduated with like a hundred grand of student loans and he's like you know when I first started my career I couldn't afford my student loans but then I wrote a book and I'm like oh oh well then by all means let's just all write a book well I am writing a book so you know that's gonna... anybody can write a book it's selling the book right <laughs> right right but. Anybody can write a book. You Writing know, a book is the least of it. Right. But, he, you know, he just said it so like, well, you know, I wrote a book and then, you right. know, got paid for my student loans. Right. With the same, with the same you know, cavalierness as, you know, Postalita said, we'll just get more jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Our mayor, Francis Suarez, when asked about the skyrocketing rents in yeah. Miami, he's well, like, well, just, just get a better paying ask, job. Just ask, ask for, for a, raise. A, a raise or, you know, just get another job. That pays better. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I want the uh, mayor of our city right. to. Because uh, it's that easy. Respond. It's that easy in a city 
to a housing crisis. In a city that historically is known for not paying what they should be paying as far as salaries go. Yes. For professionals. I'm not even talking about your your average, you know, yes. blue-collar worker. Because I had to leave Miami, yes. come back to be able to, to make well, what I, I should I, be. I, I've told this story before. My first job offer as an attorney was for $37,500. But that's the median starting. For an attorney? I looked, an, it up, I looked it up for the an other attorney? day. I looked it up the other day. It's between thirty-five and forty. So yeah, it was thirty-seven thousand five hundred. You go over here. Oh, it includes your cell phone. I was like, oh, well, 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 well. Let me go splurge now. Let me call Tokyo. Right. And and you know what? This was back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah. I'm like, that didn't even include like data. Like that was like <laughs> you know a Nokia. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, they give me an iPhone. They I'm going to listen to all the Spotify they playlists. They give me an iPhone yeah. and unlimited data. Okay, well, you know. Right. No, this was like oh, a Nokia. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, 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 well. Like, it had no it had no other benefits. Like, no, 37500 I'm like, you do realize I made more before I went to law school. I, like, Just I'm, heads up. Yeah, I made more. But, you know, and, that, and, and that's a professional job. That's what I'm saying. We're not even talking about, you know, your, your average blue-collar worker, right? We're talking... Yeah. I go to school, I bust my ass, and that's why there's a part starting of starting salary. Like there's a part Ugh. of me now. I mean, I'm sure this is widespread. This is not only in Miami. <clears throat> Sometimes when I go anywhere, like mm-hmm. whether it's to a, a, a restaurant or like today I was in Chicken Kitchen, you know, whatever. Um, I I hate that everything now when you swipe your card gives you the option to tip. Right? On the one hand, I hate it because it's like, okay, so now everybody's asking for a tip. But then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, yeah everybody's everybody, asking for a tip. Everybody because needs a tip, yeah. the way that shit is here, like, everybody the, needs... The, it's, it's do or die. Every dollar tip. counts. So, yeah. you know, if you have 20, 30 people come through a day, for even $2 if it's a dollar, each, yeah. yeah, or a couple of dollars each, that adds up. So, yeah. it, it's like, I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah, I, you know me, I'm a very good tipper. Yeah, but, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's like, the person ringing me up at Chicken Kitchen, like, do I really need to give them a tip? But it's like, yeah, I do yeah. need to give them a Unfortunately, tip. Unfortunately. Yeah. You do. Yeah. So yeah. it's a sign of the times. Wow. That's been full gamut of uh, stories. Well, that's how we do it here. You know, first we take you to Cracker Barrel. Then and we fly you on Spirit uh, on Southwest. Yes. <laughs> we make a, a stop through Spirit Air. We step through Spirit Air. Then, you know, we talk about the housing crisis. As one does. As one does. Talk about taking it You're home. still thinking about the Cuban sandwich with the bit on I the... am so thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, we need to call her Danny and Rosa. <laughs> like, hey, we have an idea for you guys. Yes. Actually, Danny and Rosa are in a book. Are in a book? They are in a book. We are... It's um the history of the Cuban sandwich. Well, rightfully they, so. They are in it, yes. And uh, actually, we'll, we'll be running an interview with the writers of that book in a couple weeks. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Well, ya que hicimos tremenda gira from, you know, the Cracker Barrel. We flew. We came home. We had some housing. I think it's time for some soda. It sure is. Because I've definitely traveled quite a lot, uh, you know, just in this last hour and a half. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go no, first? No, you go first. All right. So I'm going to go first. Um, mine's a little just um, not a thing. Um, I don't know. It's more of like an awareness soda. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, September is National Suicide Prevention Month. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, you know, at least here in Miami Dade County, all you have to do is call or text the number nine eight eight. If you or someone you know is in an emergency or needs to, or needs some type of assistance with mental health resources, I'm assuming, I think that is the the number across the U.S. now. Um, but I definitely just wanted to put that out there because you know, and I'm about to look for my stats here. Um, I know that we don't necessarily talk about mental health in the Latino community, um, you know, trapo sucio and all that type of stuff. But I will say I saw a statistic uh, earlier today about that the suicide death rate for Hispanic men is more than four times the rate for Hispanic women. And the suicide death rate for the overall U.S. population is more than double that of non-Hispanic populations for both males and females. So, you know, this is definitely something that that does affect all communities, obviously, but, you know, it does affect our community as well. And again, we tend to not want to talk about these things. And if you're one of those people, that's that's perfectly fine. But there is help out there. And, you know, it's just three numbers away. 988, you can either call or text and they can provide you with a whole plethora of services. So, you know, mental health, mental health awareness. Very important to know. Right. And. I mean, we could have a whole episode on mental health. Yeah. Um, but good last soda. Yeah. I thought so. So, um, one of the great things about what we do, I mean, we've mentioned it several times um, throughout our seasons, is that, you know, we've developed a really good rapport with a lot of our listeners who send us feedback and, and, and tell us their stories and all that. And they also give us ideas. Um, and I actually have a, a friend who we mutually follow each other on Instagram. His name is Isidro um, or Izzy. And um, he also follows our podcast. And he, um, he was talking to me a little bit earlier about this week about uh an initiative that he was a part of and he brought to light this and i read a little bit upon it and i thought that it would be a worthy last soda so um so thank you izzy for the shout out for you know informing me of this so you know we do have a platform so i could share it with people so I want to give uh, my last soda to the United Farm Workers, which is a union in California. And last week, they made a 355-mile journey across the state um, from uh, Stockton to Sacramento, I believe, California. And they were... They they did this whole journey, this whole walk, um, in, in support of... And uh, Assembly Bill 2183, which pretty much what it states is that um, union workers, union members can vote in union elections free from intimidation. Right. And, you know, when I first read this, I was raising awareness. Right. I was kind of like, okay, well, but if you're in a union, like, why couldn't you vote vote without intimidation? intimidation? I mean, that's so I've been in unions before. And, you know, you got a ballot. Sometimes it's an email and you vote. Like, right. right, right. And that's it. Right. Right. Where's the intimidation? But that's again where you have to know your surroundings and what you know and, Mm -hmm. and, and what the reality of people are. And the thing is that, as we know, farm workers are very marginalized um you know i i and i i sort of in a way ashamed of of saying this i didn't really know much for example of cesar chavez until actually i went to michigan 
Really? Yeah, that they had a whole like thing of him over there. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, think about it, being of even Latin descent in South Florida, that's not really something right, that right. it's not a story you really hear. Right. Farm farm workers, that's not something really that's a huge industry here. Right. Um so that's those aren't issues so much that that are relevant or prevalent day -day, in, in our communities right. here. But obviously it is in, in, California. in California. And that's when I really learned about Cesar Chavez and everything that he did in terms of the abuse that was going on with farm workers. So um, when I read it, read this, I it, it was kind of the, one of those things that like a lot of these farm workers, there's quote unquote unions, but then they are discouraged not to vote or to vote a certain way oh. and a lot of times they feel coercion so it's a union they, in name only yes almost. they feel coercion mm -hmm. and 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 all that so um and i had again i had never thought about it because i'm right. thinking you know i'm i'm that's not something that i'm familiar with right right but it is nonetheless something that should be amplified and so i read upon that and you know they they, they go through quite the struggle to just you know, vote, vote without the fear of coercion and without the fear of intimidation, like intimidation. So this is a bill that would protect them um, and to vote free of intimidation. And they brought the bill to the governor, Gavin Newsom, and Does they're he... hoping he could sign it. Now, from what I've read, there's been a little bit of back and forth, you that's, know, in terms bills. of the language in the bill to take this off, add this in, all that. So I really can't speak about that. Mm -hmm. But what, you know, I did want to give a last soda to the effort of the United Farm Workers because I think, you know, <laughs> walking 355 miles oh, in the yeah. California sun, mm -hmm. which we know is like, <laughs> yeah, you think the sun here in Florida is bright. I, I'm sure that California is closer to the sun than we are. Well, I mean, we're the well, sunshine state, but I mean. That must be why they have all those droughts. Uh, I mean, yes, because yeah. <laughs> what is it? You're like, this has more sun than. Uh, than Tatooine. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, the last time we were in LA in 2019, I'm like, okay. There we're was from, a no. There was a fire. I'm like, and we're <laughs> from Florida. It's not like we're from Alaska. Like, right, right. We are from Florida, and the sun is exceptionally hotter and brighter. And here. that was despite the fact that there was like ash in yes, the sky. So yes, even with yes, ash, yes. The but sun... I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, I things that have to do with farmers and stuff like that. You know, I, I feel that farmers and that whole industry are so many times the forgotten heroes. True, because these are people that. Literally, the food on our plate it comes it from them. Comes from them, and these are people that so often are forgotten about, right? And many times it's because of their legal status in the U.S. And that's a conversation for another yeah, but that's, day. That's a different. Um, but they're so often forgotten about, and so often people don't even think about th th those are people that are working in the sun. You know, that many times they don't know their rights. They don't know. They're afraid of some type of persecution. No, they're, just, they're just trying to earn a that living. They're trying to earn a living to, yeah. to for their families. You know, they're literally working one of the hardest jobs there are. Yeah. And many times these people are overworked. You know, they're abused. So, yes, you do need... These are people that are vulnerable. And, yeah. and sometimes they do need extra protections or special protections. Because a lot of these people don't know their rights and they don't right. know like hey you can't tell me to work 14 hours a day right you know or maybe right, right. something like whatever. that yeah so i um i just wanted to bring a little bit of awareness to I to that um so my last soda to them well there and you thank go. you again izzy well there you go so that brings us to the end of another episode before we we sign out 
if you still haven't gotten enough about hearing us, yes, we are currently also on the Kebola present, oh, Fresher Fresh presents the Kebola podcast with our yes. boy Darwin. Yes, and so we love Darwin. We love Darwin. We were guests on his show, both of us, and we were just chatting up left, right, center, and, and really, seriously for for those of you who are, if you're listening to this part of the show, <laughs> you made it this far. You're yeah. you enjoy our podcast. Clearly, you like us, and if you enjoy our podcast, I really we can recommend the yeah. Kebola. Uh, podcast yep. as uh, yep. you know it, it's a great podcast Darwin is such a natural and Darwin brings to light like the Miami hustle and Miami creatives oh, yes. and Miami talent so if you enjoy our banter um, you're gonna dig you his definitely are yeah. gonna enjoy Kewala podcast yes. and if you dig hearing DJ's opinions on things well, then you should head on over to one of our sister podcasts, Shiver, where you talk with the hosts, David and Daniel, about The Shining Adjacent, Dr. Sleep, uh, the sequel to The Shining, because they had already discussed The Shining, so they couldn't do it again, yes. so they, they brought you on. Yes. I actually am in the middle of listening to that episode yes. right now. So what's really interesting is that one of the first questions you probably heard that was, you know, it's a horror movie Oh, yeah, podcast. yeah. How were you introduced to How horror? How were you introduced to horror? And I'm like, actually, I wasn't. I'm not a fan of the genre. <laughs> Which I really am not. Right. I mean, there you may, are. You may like horror movies, but a, you're not. Right. A horror there are horror fan. movies that I like because right. I like that movie, but I'm right. not in any means uh, into the horror movie right, genre. Right, right. But The Shining, I'm obsessed with. Yes, you are. Like, I, I am obsessed with everything having to do with that movie and anything in that world. Yep. So it was great to be with them. Yeah. And you um, did a good job. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, I, I, I totally geeked out about it. You did. But, but that's the type of show it is. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. You're, if you're gonna listen to a an hour and a half podcast about one movie. You better you, damn like that movie. Yeah, you. Oh, and you want the host to like the movie. You know, like yeah. to really be into it because otherwise, it's like, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, it yeah. was nice. Yeah, it was well acted. Like, bye. Yeah. I mean, an hour and a half of that. Like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'll switch the channel. You know. But yeah, check it out. Will you eat? If you enjoy The Shining or Stanley Kubrick, uh, you know. Well, or Dr. Sleep, which is a whole other movie. Maybe they um, enjoy Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> hey, check it out. It was it was it was really fun to be with those guys. Yeah. They're 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 a hoot and a half. Yeah. Well, everybody have a great, great long weekend. Let's yes. enjoy it. So uh, remember to grab your Patelito, your croqueta, your Cuban sandwich on a biscuit, (laughs) your cafecito, and uh, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn, and have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.